Island Church in Galveston, Texas, welcomes you to our podcast. Be encouraged by Pastor Rusty Martin as he teaches the Word of God. You know, Jesus heals the brokenhearted. That's what we were talking about last week, brokenness. And you know, the thing is, you can... Everybody could probably tell a bunch of sad old stories, get people emotional, you know. But the thing is, God wants you to live in peace and in joy. Really. I mean, real peace and real joy at all times, in all circumstances, everywhere you go and everything you do. Amen? And, and really, once you find find out how much he wants you to live like that, it's easy to, to, to submit and respond to his gentle urgings and his gentle wooings. You know, God will draw you to himself. He will. He'll draw you to himself. He says, draw, unto, draw nigh unto me, I'll draw nigh unto you. Well, that's a two-part two part, uh, scenario going on right there. So as you draw nigh unto God, did you know there are times he'll draw nigh unto you? I mean, there are times literally, I mean, recently in the past, uh, I'd say the past year, maybe 18 months, I've had some experience I've never had before in prayer and intercession and ministry. I'm thinking, what is going on? Well, God's moving. Amen. There's light and life working in us right now. And he's, he's moving by his spirit and by his word. Things are happening. And I think many times we get our eyes on uh, what we think may be, well, this is my idea of how to tell it's happening. Or I, no, no. We just need to just flow with God and figure out how he's going to do things. I've always found out that that was the best, the best way to do it. We, we, we uh, had a friend go to, uh, to heaven from Hawaii. We called him Uncle Bruce. And Uncle Bruce was really cool. I just wanted to mention him because he was one of those guys that we met in revival in Hawaii. Alan and Pat knew him. Uh, he was a big, huge man. And he was Hawaiian royalty. And he could play the ukulele. And he would, I'm telling you, he would turn that place into something with just a little ukulele. And songs, he'd sing by the Spirit. He'd just, he'd just make them up by the Holy Ghost and sing them. And I'm telling you, we saw, we, I wish you all could have experienced it. <laughs> it was something else. It was really cool. And we love Uncle Bruce, and we look forward to seeing him in heaven. Amen? Now, in Romans chapter, in chapter uh, 3 here, let me find it. Yeah, in chapter 3. Now, now we, we study this many times when we study the subject of redemption. And if we were going to refer to what it's referring to in the Scripture here in Romans chapter 3, it would be simply uh, what the Holy Ghost reveals through the Apostle Paul to the church at Rome about the nature of, of fallen humanity. We call it man's condition in Adam. Amen? I mean, these are things that are unique to all of us, things that are, uh, you know, got into the human family back during the fall, and, and the completion of our salvation won't be complete till our bodies are redeemed, and we don't have to have death and pain and all that kind of stuff anymore. Amen. Amen. Thank, God we're, thank God we're in the process. Amen. I'd hate to miss the process. Alternative's not very good. Amen. King James, now he's st speaking here, he's comparing the comparing the Jewish and the, and the Gentile, he says, uh, yeah, let's just start in verse 7. For if, the, for if the truth of God hath more abound through me uh, unto his glory, why am I yet also called a sinner? And rather not, uh, make sure I've got the right one here. Yeah, it is. Uh, what then? Are we better than they? Uh, no, in no wise. For we have all, for we have all before 
prove both Jews and Gentiles that we are all under sin. Now look at that again. He says, all of us, both Jews and Gentiles, we're all under sin or we all retain the sin nature. Amen? Then he begins to go into a description here. It says, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Now to say that, uh, especially amongst religious people, is because they think there is people that have earned their righteousness. They'll name some saint or they'll talk about some, you know, great person. And I'm sure there's a lot of great people that did a lot of great things. But you cannot earn righteousness. There is not one person who is not born again that has any trait of righteousness in them at all, no matter how many good works they have performed. Now, that's a, that's a spiritual truth that, that, that rocks the religious world because the religious world cannot see God as any kind of a tyrant or a judge or a punisher of any kind. But it's not that God is a punisher or a tyrant of any kind. It's not that. It's that God had a plan from the beginning of time before time ever began for this drama in which we're living in right now. And I'm telling you right now, you better go with His plan because He's the one that started it. He's the one that will carry us through it. And He is the one that will end it. So you want to stick with Him. I said, you want to stick with Him. But He begins to... Talk about our condition. This is what has happened to the human race. There's none that's righteous. No, not one. There is none that understandeth or has understanding. There is none that seeketh after God. They're all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Their throat is an open sepulcher. With their tongues they have used deceit. The poison of asp is under their, la- uh, under their lips. Whose, now notice this. Whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. And the way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now this is the description of man's condition in Adam, but notice how it's communicated through cursing and bitterness. Amen. Now we see that more today than ever where people are, you know, you've got all these different sides. Let me just throw this out to you. The, The whole world is in a competition to get you on their side, whatever their side may be. Right, wrong, up, down, black, white, green, red, sour, sweet, I don't care what it is. There's a great effort, and I'm telling you, millions of dollars being spent in advertising and research trying to figure out how do we get you to get to take or partake of what I've got and pay for it. We're under that all the time, driving down the road, all those signs, everything you hear. I mean, everywhere. It's a constant bombardment of people trying to say, you need to come on to my side. You need to come on to my side. That creates friction and stress. Do you realize that? And when it comes to spiritual things, it's good that you know you can be sure. You know, one of the things that we tell, you know, we've said it for years in our ministry. Don't ever believe anything because we say it. Believe it because God says it. You say, well, I I doubt what you said. Well, take it up with God. Go, Go check up on the Word of God. Do some study in the Word of God. Because it is my assignment to do my very best to communicate not an interpretation of the Word, but the Word. Because faith doesn't come by the interpretation of the Word. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Not by our what we think is our interpretation of it. 
So now notice it talks about how this, there's this communication of this condition. Now we are all conditioned by this iniquity from the time we were born to the time we got born again. And if we ever yielded back once we got born again, like I did at age six, if you ever yield back, break your fellowship and fall away, then what you do is you train your soul and your flesh to participate with iniquity that used to be there, but it's not, any, it's not there anymore. It's one of the most peculiar conditions to ever be in, backslidden condition. You say, why? Because you're in a constant torment with the devil on one side and the Spirit of God on the other bringing conviction and the en enemy doing everything he can do to condemn and condemn. You finally just get so tired of it. You say, well, I don't, I don't even care anymore. Kill me now. Put me out of my misery. Amen. I mean, that's, what's, that's why it's better to, to have heard and walk with God than to have heard, amen, and not obey God and have to suffer the consequences. We're responsible for the knowledge we get, for the revelation that we have. Amen? So this bitterness, this cursing and bitterness, the, the, the source of that is what we're all left with at the end of any period of sin in our life. Do you realize that? I mean, it's just no matter, you're born again, doesn't matter. You're still yielding to, to the flesh and your soul. Amen. If you're not born again and need to be born again, it's just natural to you. How many knew that before you got saved? It was just natural to you. Amen. So therefore, we must understand that in our own lives, many times, what lies at the bedrock of a lot of our issues, many times, is things that we picked up in our life. And so many people have taken this subject over the years. I'm, be, I'm so careful to try to wade into these waters because people have taken subjects of inner healing and, and going back to, you know, when you were born, they dropped you on the floor or something, or, you know, going back to some point in life that from that point forward, you need to begin to clean out your closets and your old garbage cans and all that kind of stuff. And let's just get all that junk out and look at it. Amen. Can any of y'all relate to, uh, to, to Daryl Strawberry and relate to my predicament I had when I used to tell my testimony? I tell the story about telling my testimony. Didn't want to tell. Could you just see the word, the preach, the word? He can't get up there and talk about years and years of stupidity. Amen. And can you imagine? You want to see God? Can you imagine? He was there, 80,000 screaming fans, bottom of the ninth, World Series, up to bat, winning run on base, crack of the bat, over the fence. He runs the bases. He said, I would rather be in a church of 300 people worshiping God and glorifying Him than ever go back to that again. When you figure out what you came from, it doesn't matter what was attached to it. You learn to begin to get out all that bitterness, that brokenheartedness, all of that many times which goes back. And it doesn't have to be some soul-searching agony. You just say, Father, I thank you for the redemptive truth of being a new creature in Christ Jesus. And those old things have passed away. Amen. You say, well, do I have to say that? Sure you do until you get that stuff behind you far enough, far enough behind you where it can't catch up with you because there's not enough of you for it to catch up with you. Amen? Amen. A lot of times that, that's what we live in. We think, my goodness, is there, is there an answer? And out of that, listen, out of that comes all of these different things that are so uh, uh, intimidating 
and their weaknesses, strongholds. We have so many names for them in the Word of God. And the enemy uses them to try to manipulate us and harm us. And we think so many times we're so weak in that. And this area here, I'm so weak. And I'm so subject to this temptation, that temptation. And we, and we try to, all of our time we're spending trying to deal with those weaknesses instead of rising up and using the Word for what it's designed to do. And that is to give you that new identity in Christ, which breaks you free from all of this garbage we just talked about. Because the problem with a lot of Christians, you get them together and squeeze them a little bit, you'll find out what will come out of them. I, I love this testimony. I was with, I was, was with George. And they were, they had, I think they'd given him some drugs for a, a major surgery he was having. How many years ago was that, George? Three years ago. And we were all there. And you know, you could tell there was, there was anxiety and there was going in for major heart surgery. I mean, come on. You know, you could see the scene. And so what, what did George have to say? He said, well, to be absent from the body is to be present with Christ. Amen. That's all he had to say. I thought, glory to God, someone's getting it. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> Amen. I mean, that, that, that's one of the realities of who we are in Christ. And many times we, you know, we think we have to be these beat up souls down here on the earth just kind of hiding, waiting for God to do some miracle in our life when actually you are the miracle. Amen. You being made whole, you being who you are. That's why sometimes it seems like such a fight. You think, oh man, these fights of faith are so... But every one of them is strengthening you and putting a resolve on the inside of you that you know you're more than a conqueror. You know, you can't be defeated unless you, unless you allow yourself to be. Now, how's my time? Oh, man, I'm doing good. Go over to, uh, go over to Ephesians. You can find it here. Ephesians chapter... Please, chapter 4. I'll find it in a minute. I got... I told Leah yesterday, I need to get a new Bible so bad. That's what happens to them. They get so marked up, and I get in my good, where all my good sermons are, and they're marked through words and through numbers, and I'm like, huh. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I like the Bible. I don't know about you. It's just, I mean, I've tried to do the iPad thing and all that, but I, I, it doesn't, I, I can't find an iPad that says holy on the outside. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's what, that was one of Dr. Lester Summerall's quotes he said yeah he says these young preachers talk about preaching the Bible from cover to cover he said that's their problem they need to preach the cover too it's a holy Bible that's what he said a holy Bible <laughs> now let me find it here verse uh, 22 of Ephesians chapter 4 now notice this now notice those first four words that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man. Say, put off. Put off. Now, that, that means that there's effort. Man, I'm telling you, I, I've gone through that effort, and I have to maintain that effort to this day. You say, why? Because every day, the, the, the enemy's there every day. The issues are real every day. We're living in this strange dimension called time. We're in a deteriorating condition in our flesh, certainly not in our spirit. Though the outward man perish, the inward man is renewed day by day. Day by day. 
Not Sunday to Wednesday. But you're here on Wednesday. Amen. So this is just kind of your, your help. Amen. I mean, I, I'd love to have church every night. I love it. I mean, I, I live in that atmosphere. That's awesome. And we'll wait and see God do it. Amen. We won't try to do it ourselves. We'll see God do it. You put off the old uh, concerning the former conversation. That word conversation in the Greek is lifestyle. The old man, which is corrupt according to deceitful lust. Notice this. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on. Now notice put off. Now here's what. Put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Now, the enemy wants you dealing with the problem. Now let me, you know, he said, well, Pastor, I, it's, uh, I got this bad problem. Now, the enemy wants you dealing with the problem. Because dealing with the problem is a distraction from the renewing of the spirit of your mind so that you see yourself as God sees you and you talk, think, and believe like God says about you. He don't want you doing that. He don't want you. He wants you crying out for a miracle. I need deliverance. He wants you emotional. He wants, no, no. God wants you just being renewed in the process of constantly being renewed in the spirit of your mind and just praying and worshiping God and letting the Holy Ghost pray through you to help pray and intercede for others as we stand in the gap for others. Don't you think God's going to do all that work that needs to be done to cleanse you of all the marks that were left on you that left you brokenhearted and bitter before you got saved? Because God doesn't want us communicating with cursing and bitterness. And we think, well, people out in the world. No, no, a lot of times there's people in the church that just hadn't got healed of it. Yes, I have some bad church experience or some bad business experience. Sometimes these people have some bad marriage experiences. I mean, all kinds of experience, the devil designs them to put us into darkness, amen, and cause us not to be the refractors of the light like we're supposed to be. And now you got an, I got an issue, got a problem, got to deal with this. Got to deal. Well, maybe, maybe dealing with it is growing out of it. It's growing out of it. You just grow out of it. You just, I think one of the greatest examples was, and Lee and I said this, we were so grateful. Pastor Doty greeted us the other morning. That was just off the charts. Amen? Amen. Amen. I, I worked 20 years for that. I guarantee you, any day. But, you know, that testimony, she just outgrew cancer. Amen. That, you know, I mean, they said God's going to give us, yeah, but it was a year-long fight. I mean, a fight for her very life. 89 pounds, our dresses look like sacks hanging on her. She almost bled to death, hemorrhaged to death a couple of times. Man, just fighting tooth and nail. Anybody that called anywhere in the city, she'd be in her car. She had a driver sometimes. She was so weak, couldn't drive. She'd go over there and pray for him. Go over there and pray for him. She said, she said this in our Bible school class. She said, sometimes it took me eight hours just to clean my den. She said, but I stuck with it eight hours. I'd work till I couldn't stand tomorrow. I'd fall on the couch. I'd get back up and I'd start again. Then the Bible says, by his stripes, I'm healed. I'm going to have to get up back healed. You say, well, what kind of nut would do that? Well, somebody who's gotten into the Word of God and realized my only hope is the power that is in this Word or I'm going to be dead and i got too much to live for. Yes. And you got too much to live for. Amen. 
I don't care if it's your first service or if you're 93. You still have too much to live for the next day. The next day after that. The next day after that could be the returning of the Lord and the manifestation of His glory. We live and encourage ourselves with that. That's part of the motivation of us serving God. Now let me say this. Well, maybe we can meddle in this a little more. (laughs) Amen. Now notice this again that you put off, but that you also put on. Now it, it says, it's, next verse it begins to go, we're for putting away lying. Don't lie. Why lie? Amen? People sometimes will lie when, when, when telling the truth is better. They lie anyway. And if you lie enough, a spirit of lying will take you over. We found that entertaining when we were heathens. <laughs> We had friends, and we'd get them all stoned, and they'd just, man, I've been out partying with Mick Jagger. We were out last night flying around in his jet. We're like, yeah, all right. What else you been doing, you know? I mean, a spirit of lying just take them over. They'd gone all night. Word of God says, put it away. Put it away. We don't need exaggeration. We don't need to, well, let's, you know. Yeah, the, uh, how many people came to see, to see Daryl Strawberry? Well, we were packed in the rafters. No, we weren't. <laughs> no, we weren't. We had nice, comfortable crowds. It was really nice. I liked it. The pressure wasn't there. We just had a great time. Some wonderful people came. They got exposed to our church and were like, wow. You know, I mean, it was really cool. It was really cool. The, the, the newspaper's going to do an article on us and all that. You, well, what if they just, well, we don't care. What, any, any press is good press. Unless it's real bad. Amen. <laughs> but I tell you, there's a lot of people right now that are, that are hurting and they have lived, you know, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, and they have a lifestyle of sin and unrighteousness. And it might not be some heinous alcoholic going crazy. No, just, just living in this atmosphere of unrighteousness and sin. And that bitterness, you know, everyone kind of communicates with death in the world. You ever heard, you ever, you know, this tickles me to death or, 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 you know, I'm dying to have some, you know, some Haagen-Dazs ice cream or, you know. I mean, it's, it's just saturated with it. That's one of the first things you have to do. That's your conversation, your lifestyle. You've got to watch your, you've got to watch your speech. Where does your lying take place? It takes place with your words. That's why it's good to pray with the Holy Ghost. You say, why? It helps you train your tongue. If, your t- if you don't, your tongue's going to jump out of your head and run around and do stupid things. Okay. I mean, I, I warned you. You heard it here first. Amen. Put away lying. Speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Speaking of each other. Be angry and sin not. Be angry well, it just makes me so mad. Well, get over it. Amen. That's one of the things I noticed very quickly when COVID began and all of the crazy things that have gone along with it over the years is that people begin to become very hypersensitive. And it's like everybody's kind of watching everybody, you know, and, and us that don't care kind of cruising through life and it's like you know whoa and that just it's a friction the enemy's trying to produce to stir stuff up in our soul and our flesh 
to try to keep us from fulfilling what God's called us to do. Amen. That's something you have to put off. Let me say this because we're not teaching on this subject, but this will help you. If you're being granted, and I say granted, a great opportunity to walk in love right now towards somebody or some circumstance in your life, God is fueling your faith, getting you ready to receive something that you've never received before because it's on a level you've never been on. And God says, I've got to give them an opportunity to really walk in some love right now because that's what they need to fuel their faith. They've got the knowledge of the Scripture, what it says about it, but they don't have, their faith is not at that level. So they need some fuel. So that's why you have all these people around you you wish you could shoot. You're like, oh God, is that really true? It is. And you have to love them. Listen, I was meditating on love because I, this is, all, this, all this turns back to the, to the fruit of the spirit of love. The divine agape love in our lives. Amen? So, so you begin to think about what, you, what do you go after? What do you go after? You know, we go after, we, go, we get up in the morning, we go after some breakfast, we go after this, we go after that. Uh, we, you know, we live here on the coast. Well, I guess we want some fish. We, we go after them. We'll go out in the bay and go catch a redfish or some trout or something, a flounder. If you want them, you go buy them. You still got to go after it. There has to be some effort. Amen? I mean, you know, if you want to eat, eat a, eat a deer, there's not, one's not going to just walk into your front yard and give up. <laughs> I give up, you know. It ain't going to happen. Not here, not in Texas. Yeah, you, now you live around San Antonio, around those places. I mean, you know, I heard one guy say, if you could speed a bullet down to 55 miles an hour and put two little lights on it, it'd kill every deer in the country. <laughs> You'll get that letter. <laughs> We go after it, you know, you go after it. Big, big swell comes, surfs come. Well, get out the boat, go out, we go after it. You put forth an effort. Now, that, see, there's people that need to be loved. You have to go after it. That's where your love is exercised. And the people that you go after and express the love of God to. Sometimes it's people that irritate the fire out of you. People that you think, why, God, is this person in my life? It's because God is developing a character in you that will cause that love to rise up out of you. And, and love takes care of everything that you could be touchy, fretful, or resentful of. It covers your whole life. Oh, boy. Because we have all types of hurts and pains. Self-inflicted. A lot, most of them are self-inflicted. But then there's others that are inflicted over the years. And you've got to be so careful because they'll lie dormant in your life. And before you realize it, under some stress or under some pressure, it gets squeezed out. And you're like in this free fall thinking, what's going on? Well, you've got to understand the enemy is always, what, what, did, what did Mr. Strawberry tell us? He comes at your weakness. What did Sam Carter tell Those two last two preachers said the same thing. They said, are you hearing from God? Did you notice that? I mean, it was so, so, so in Daryl. He got all the men up here. You can't do this. You can't do that. Who he's telling you. And, and listen, if we had time, 
we don't, we're almost out of time. If we had time, we'd go on through this and come on over into Hebrews chapter 12 where it talks about all these great heroes of faith and Jesus being the author and finisher of our faith and the testimony of those that have lived this and walked this like the Apostle Paul. The great difference between who he was and who he is fascinated the people. They went, wow! Well, who do you think we had here? All of us have that same testimony and it varies. But we're starting to see the exposure of people that the, the whole world knows who they are. And they're like, can there really be a God that powerful? Yes. The only ones that ever turn around and come back and become something are the ones that give their heart to Jesus. Nobody ever said Muhammad did it, that some Hindu God did it, or Confucius did it, or some cult mindset did it. They went back and said, it's Jesus. I'm telling you the truth. Amen. Amen. One, more, one more half of scripture. Oh, I love this stuff. If you loved hearing it as much as I love preaching it, we'd never leave. I'm just kidding you. I'm just messing with you. Put away lying. Speak every man the truth with his neighbor. For remembers one of another, be ye angry and sin not, nor let the sun go down upon your wrath. Now notice this next, next, next scripture, we'll close with that one. Neither give place, place to the devil. Could you imagine what it was like for Jesus to become illuminated by the Holy Ghost? And, and he had the full measure. Buddy, he is, he's got it. Now he's walking and even demons, before he recognizes them, they recognize him. Amen. So he's got this super perception like, like nobody's ever seen. Like, like, you know, everybody's like, man. Some think he's a prophet. Some wonder if he's John the Baptist that's been, you know, uh, uh, reincarnated. Elijah, Jeremiah, one of the prophets. Miracles he was doing. John the Revelator said, if everything he said and did was put in books, the world itself could not contain them all. So we just got a little snippet. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is a snippet. Amen. And what it was, because see, they had, the, they had the logos. They had the logos in the Torah or the law, the old covenant. They had the, they had the logos, the Psalms, the Proverbs, the books of history, the books of poetry. They, they had the logos. They could draw faith out of that. David did. Solomon did. Joshua did. Moses did. Amen? Amen? They're named in Hebrews 11. They're named. They, by faith, they what? They did it all. They subdued nations. Amen? Even, even women had their dead raised from the dead. By that logo. Then here comes Jesus and what was he? He was the Word made flesh. He's the Word walking around. What does the Word and the Spirit look like when it comes together? It looks like Jesus. Here he goes. You've got the living Word anointed by the Holy Ghost. He's walking around manifesting what? The very heart of the Father. This is what the Father thinks. Are you sick? I want to heal you. Were you caught in the act of adultery? I want to heal you, but I want to make you whole. I want to go back in all of those conditions of Adam that are in the human family and I want to begin to get you out of those and show forth my glory in you. So the devil thinks he can kill him. He inspires all that goes on, we know. Jesus died and the Bible says if the princes of this world would have known, they would have never crucified the, world of, the Lord of glory. They, if they had known, if they had known, they didn't know. They did not know.
Satan is not a creature of revelation. All he knows is there's more people kicking him around than there ever has been. Amen? But then Jesus, he did the unthinkable. He rose from the dead. Oh no! Oh no! He's risen from the dead. Now he's become seed. He said, what do you mean seed? Well, he was the word made flesh. Parable of the sower. Sower soweth what? The word of God. The word of God is what? The power of God. The word and the power. That your faith not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. To do what? To change a person so affected by man's condition in Adam that at the end of the day and when everything's said and done, you can't even tell that they were ever in Adam's fallen race. Because they were healed and touched and blessed and protected and kept. Amen. Amen. And see what we, people think, well, that would be so hard to live that way. No, it's not. It's so easy. Once you start living that way, it's the only way to live. You really don't really, you really don't take anything seriously. You really don't. You say, why? You know to die is to be with Him. To suffer on the earth is to overcome Him. All of it glorifies God. So we're caught up in this great glorified drama in the last of the last days in which Jesus is fulfilling what he said when he said, I have come to heal the brokenhearted. He's going to heal it by the word of God so that all the bitterness and all the things we think are cursing in our, all of that stuff, we are grown out. We come out of that in such a way that we never go back to it again because we're not traveling that direction. Sometimes people do need a direction change. You ever heard the term healed as you go? I used to listen to a lot of the old uh, uh, healing evangelists. And it's true. It is a true, is a truth. They would always say, especially when they would minister under the anointing. They would say, well, did you sense the anointing of God touch you? Yeah, yeah, well, praise God. Your symptoms gone? Yeah, yeah, well, you're healed. Hang on to it. Amen. Or they'd say, well, did you feel anything? I didn't feel anything. Well, we laid hands on you. In obedience to Jesus Christ, the head of the church. So if you'll go on and believe you receive your healing, I'll agree with you by faith and you'll have it in Jesus' name. Be healed as you go. Peter said on the day of Pentecost, on that most important message preached, we're going to talk about that Sunday, the spirit within, the spirit of bond, part of the, uh, our, our series we're doing on the very basics. What is the spirit of God to us? Amen. But on that day, filled with the Holy Ghost, against the backdrop of all of his failures, God brings him out and promotes him. He begins to, but at the end of his sermon, you've got to hear that last little phrase. Save yourself. Save yourself. Save yourself. Save yourself. Well, didn't we just get saved, Peter? You did. You got eternal life. You got saved. You got born again. You left darkness. You came into light. You left death. You came into life. But you're living down there on a world, in a world that is fallen with a fallen being down there on that world. And all he wants to do is to steal, kill, and destroy. God's going to give you his word. He's going to give you his spirit. Take his word and his spirit and save yourself from this wicked and untoward generation. That, that literally means from a perverse and crooked generation. So if you're not putting any effort in, and if you're growing in the Lord, and you're not really fighting, because see, that's what it begins. It begins as such a labor. That's why so many people give up, because your flesh doesn't want to do it, and your mind doesn't want to do it, because you're busy and you're tired. Amen? 
The whole world is busy and tired. But if you make a decision and sacrifice your most valuable possession, you say, what is that? Are you fixing to take another offering? Nope. You've got to give God your time. Amen. Time in the Word. Time thinking about Him. Time meditating on the Word. Reading books. Reading the Word. At least be reading your chapter a day. Amen. I so enjoy doing that. I mean, so many days it's just the word I need to hear. It's amazing how God has, doing, has been doing that over the years. Be concerned over spiritual things. Invest yourself in spiritual things. You say, why? The hour demands it. And let go of everything in your life. Let God be your healer. Amen. Let God be the healer of your, of your, of your broken heart. Amen. I mean, I, when I came to God... It's going to be, my goodness, 38 years. That's hard, hard. It's just hard. <laughs> I mean, I, I could go to heaven tomorrow. My goodness, in the life I've lived in the last 38 years, there's no way to describe it. There's no way to describe it. Incredible. It's just absolutely incredible. Even more than exceedingly abundantly above. All I could ask or think. Doesn't mean I hadn't had any hard times. Doesn't mean we hadn't gone in through anything, but God has been so faithful. Amen. Amen. And no turning back now. What's there to turn back to? They come to a point, you know. Go ahead, Brother Frank. That used to, that used to, when I first started riding bulls, you come to a point where you question what you're doing. <laughs> Especially if you got a mean bull in the chute and he's kicking around, jumping all over the place. Last guy that just, you know, bucked out, they're taking him off in the ambulance. Amen. You can't even find no spit. Mouth is dry as a shuck. And you're like, what on, what am I, you know, it's just, a, it's, just it's an emotion that most people don't understand. But when that gate cracks and that gate opens, it's a whole new world. <laughs> and it really doesn't matter how anxious you were or how much fear you had. You're going to have to survive this or it's going to be, you know, a bad day at Black Rock. But you know what happened is I grew out of that. I ran around with some guys that thought I had some, a little bit of something. I don't know. But I grew out of that to where then... I was waiting for that gate to crack and that space out there so that could be over with and we could just get the business out here. Amen. And the same thing's true in life. We have the, we have the same emotions, the same opportunities, the same... It, it, just go ahead and, and step out on the water. Now, and they say, well, I'm waiting for something. No, no, you can't be waiting for nothing else to happen. You say, well, I, the, the, the moon has to get it in this direction and these stars have... No, 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 no. I'm waiting for some revelation. God's going to give me a dream. No, 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 no. Do it now. Now. I'm telling you, as a pastor, as someone serving God to, the best I can to, to, to whatever... I may be to you. I'm telling you now, now, now is the time to engage. Engage spiritually. If, it just, if, you've, if you've not been praying or, or studying the Word, just start. Just a couple of minutes a day. Just start. Just start. A couple of minutes a day. Meditate on the Word. Get you, I've been waking up every morning reciting Psalms 23. 
It's so cool. I'll be waking up. I'll be kind of waking up. And I got all these dog issues going on, you know. And so I'm kind of waking up and these dogs are moving around. I'm thinking. But all of a sudden, I hear this in my, hear this in my head. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leaveth me beside still waters. Amen. He restoreth my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for he is with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. Amen. I mean, it's hard to imagine that that would not happen if you drew not a God. Because I've seen it happen so easily and so simply and not last week or two weeks ago or two months ago, years ago when I just started going after God. Amen. I sense, uh, how can I say this? I know it's happening in me. I've got some friends that's happening in. We're going to get together and pray here in a couple of months. Some other people I know are going to do that. But it's like a renewing in the spirit that's going on. Because real revival begins in the hearts of God's people. Amen. Uh, the, the Lord gave us this by the Spirit one time. This might help someone here. If you have a desire, if you've been delighting yourself in the Lord, and you have a desire, that's God. That's God. Now, the fact that you have the desire is the proof you have been delighting yourself in the Lord. Because He said if you delight yourself in the Lord, He'd give you what? A desire. He'd give you a desire. And everybody I talk to say, oh man, we're believing God. We're praying. We're believing with you, brother. I mean, people, I get texts on my phone. People, yeah, we're praying, believing with you. Revival's breaking out. Glory to God. I mean, there's literally people are saying that all the time. Amen. You say what? We desire that. We desire that. Isn't God good? Lift your hands. Father, we worship you. I better shut up. Thank you, Lord. We put away bitterness and cursing. If anger comes, we don't let it express itself. And we do not give place to the devil. Yeah, let me say that. The scripture says, be angry and sin not. Neither let the sun go down on your wrath. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 8, God speaking to Noah after the flood begin to recede. He said, as long as the earth remains, there'll be seed time and harvest cold and heat, day and night, summer and winter shall not cease. Amen? Anger is a strong force. It is an emotion that produces a bitter fruit. And one of the reasons you should never go to bed angry is because if you carry anger through a 24-hour period, you're opening the door to the devil to make it seed. So you sow it into your children. You sow it into your employees. You sow it into your neighbors. Everywhere you go, you're just angry. Angry, angry, angry. And everywhere you go, you reap it back and you can't figure out why the world's such an angry world. I didn't mean to say it that blunt. But be angry and sin not. You say, well, you'll drag it into seed time and harvest. And it produces a bitter fruit. You say, well, I'm just mad at myself. Get over it. Ask the Spirit of God to help you get over it. So I, just, I just do so many. No, no, don't do that. No, you're more than a conqueror. Amen. Say this out loud. Heavenly Father, 
brokenness and pain, bitterness, the negative emotions of a fallen life do not belong to me. I am a believer. Jesus is my Lord. Heaven is my home. Therefore, I will not submit to the emotions of this day and hour and allow it to rekindle hurts and pains of my flesh and soul. For I am free. For who the Son says free is free indeed. And I walk in that freedom by believing in my heart and confessing with my mouth all of the promises that God has given us. Thank you, Father, that they're in Christ a great big yes and a great big amen to everything you desire in my life. Thank you, Father, for your overwhelming grace and mercy. And in these last days, your favor, your favor upon our lives. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now just thank Him for a minute. Thank you, Father. Oh, we thank you, Lord God. We worship you, Father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen, amen. Well, hallelujah. Isn't God good? Go ahead and stand on your feet. Hallelujah. Don't forget we have prayer tomorrow night. You guys that want to keep pursuing this, come on by and pray with us. Hallelujah. Prayer has been just incredible lately. I've, I have uh, really experienced some things in prayer that are, that are awesome. And some things that are, seem a little ominous. But you know, God's preparing us. Amen. I said God's preparing us. We're going to be ready no matter what. Ready to what? Love people and share the gospel. Because the worse things get, the more broken people we're going to have to deal with. Did you know we're their answer? He said, Pastor, if you knew the problems in my life, you, you wouldn't say I was an answer. You are. You're just an answer looking for a place to happen, somebody to bless, somebody to encourage. Amen. Father, we leave tonight so grateful and thankful for you. And we do give you all the glory and all the honor for coming into this service tonight by your precious presence and by your anointed word. Thank you, Father, that the entrance of that word brings light and life to us. And according to your mighty word of power, we declare our protection and safety over all that we love and all that concerns us. We declare no evil befalls us, no plague comes nigh our dwelling place. Angels have charge over us. Only with our eyes we behold and see the reward of the wicked. We thank you, Father, that you keep us in the shadow of your mighty wings. Thank you, Father, for your great love on the inside of us, stirring us with a compassion we've not experienced up until this point. Lord, that we would go after people and love them. Go after people and love them. And that we would do and initiate that which is necessary to see love completed in our lives. Breaking us free from things that are fretful, touchy, and resentful. Thank you, Father, for your great love. Your great love. Your great love. Thank you, Father, as we leave tonight. We walk in faith and love towards you. We walk in love toward one another. Thank you for our church. We leave as the ambassadors of Christ you have called us to be. Thanking you, Lord, here at Island Church. Covered by the blood, empowered by the word, anointed by the Holy Ghost. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com.